I love it when the songs that we sing tell the story because then there's less to preach. <laughs> Kidding. Good Friday is a somber event. Traditionally, Good Friday services, we celebrate communion together. We're going to be doing that on Easter Sunday this week because there's so much that is happening on this Good Friday in this story. And there's so much that we, want to, that we need to get to that just usually isn't talked about. And there's a little bit of a warning a little bit of a warning inside of this for people who have been Christian for a long time. And uh, we're titling this Good Friday, and I've talked about it a bunch in terms of the preparation for it. We're titling this Good Friday, The Messiah They Wanted. The Messiah They Wanted. I'm going to read from three Gospels the exact same segment of the whole piece of when Jesus was coming towards his crucifixion. We're going we're gonna to join in after the Garden of Gethsemane. We're going to join in after the Last Supper, Garden of Gethsemane. And, and, we're, and we're now finding ourselves watching as the Gospel narratives tell us that Jesus is standing in front of Pilate. We're joined in Matthew 27. Jesus, we read your word. I pray that you would make us alive to our expectations. God, work in our hearts about our expectations, about who you are, who you will be, and what, we, what you represent in our life. Work in our hearts about the type of God that you've chosen to reveal yourself as. Jesus, I pray today, if, if nothing else, we've had a whole day off and a whole day of beautiful cold sunshine, and, and here we are, we, we come because we chose to, and Jesus, make us aware of our heart's expectations. Verse 15, 23. Now the fee, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner that they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release for you? Barabbas? Or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife had sent word to him, pay attention, men, when your wife sends word, pay attention, have nothing to do with that righteous man. For I've suffered much because of, a, because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders who were in the crowd persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. 
And Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one? And they all said, let him be crucified. And he said, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. Stunning. Mark 15, 6 to 15. Now, at the feast, we're telling the same story, but from Mark's perspective. He used to release from them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered and saying, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priest had delivered him up. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, then what shall I do with the man that you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Two more verses. Luke, same part of the story. Luke 23, 18-19. And they all cried out together, away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who'd been thrown into prison for an insurrection, started in the city, and for murder. The Messiah they wanted. What for us turns into a celebration is a perfect example of the way that we try to help God to do what God has always said that he was going to do. We try to help God out. In these three passages, we see this bizarre occurrence happening. But what makes it more bizarre has everything to do with the story that Jesus finds himself in, that we find ourselves watching. And sometimes we actually need to understand this story to be able to see why this person, why would, why would people be convinced so easily that we just want to release a murderer instead of Jesus? Like, this doesn't make sense until you start to understand the expectation of the Jews. And pardon me, it might be our expectation too. History is so important. See, God had promised. God had promised that there would always be a king on the throne of Israel, that God would establish the dynasty of David for all time. God had promised. Just over 160 years before, Jewish nationalism became central identity 
for the historically exiled Jews. Nationalism. They were going to find a way to reclaim the promised land, to bring about the promise that God had granted so many years before. They were going to reclaim control over the second temple. They were going to establish the Jewish kingdom in Israel according to the promise. You know, we live in a peaceful time, but just by chance, do any of you guys know how to establish an empire? By any chance, anybody? Do you know how to establish an empire? I mean, one way might be that we could blow stuff up. You know, might makes right, right? We could, we could move and, 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 and establish a, a rebellion and fight against the Canadian government. So many comments I could make that are... So many comments I could make. Good Friday, people. We need to consider the history of empires for a moment. The Babylonians had captured... Judea. The Medes and the Persians had sent in an army to capture Babylon, and the Greeks had then, hundreds of years later, come and dominated the Mede and the Persian Empire at, under Alexander the Great. I know, it's Good Friday. Why are we doing a history lesson? Because you need to understand this. Alexander the Great comes in and Hellenizes the entire Mediterranean Everybody speaks the same language. And, and, then, and then, after Alexander the Great dies, the empire is divided into three. And it's made weak at its core. And that weakness is perfect opportunity for Jewish nationalists to return home and establish the promise of God. Because... God's not doing it, so we better. God's not doing it. And so here's the opportunity. You establish an empire. You establish a kingdom by force. If, you are a currently, if you're currently being dominated or oppressed inside of a governmental structure, you rebel against the structure, and you become part of an insurrection. See, the Maccabean revolt had led the Jews for seven years to capturing back a good chunk of their own territory. The Maccabean revolt is where we get Hanukkah from. We still celebrate it today. And so the Jews had, had established their own territory. They, they, they were guarding their own land and, and it was with the backing of Rome. And so there it is. Now we've got the Jewish promise. But when Rome took over the entire Greek empire, they inserted a king, often called Herod, the Hasmonean rule. 
And we have new oppression, and the Jews feel like they're duped. They feel like they're stuck. They feel like they're once again not in their land, even though in the Hasmonean rule, they were kind of this privatized place. But once, once the last Herod died, no more. You don't get that favor anymore. So this is so vital, the expectation. The expectation is we need somebody who can really make God's promises happen. Someone who's going to tell it straight, someone who's not going to back down, someone who's going to have a backbone, who's going to make it happen, and who is going to clear the way for evil to finally be vanquished. That's what we need. And pardon me, but I think that the 21st century evangelical church is too often saying, that's what we need right now. A local hero. Someone who's just going to get it right. Man, these people were angry. Many nations saw, had seen Israel as an independent state until 47 years before Jesus was born when the Herodian dynasty took over and made Israel into that client state of Rome. And people were angry promised land should be theirs to rule. That's their birthright. That's what it is to be a Jew. Promised Messiah would finish the trajectory. The Messiah, the eternal reigning king, the one who makes everything right, who rebels against the Roman occupation, He's going to come in the same way that, that Judas Maccabee did, running an insurrection, killing the Jews. Reflect on our text for a second. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner they wanted. The crowds wanted Barabbas. Why? Now, at, at the feast, he used to release for them a prisoner who they asked, and among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in an insurrection. You're rising up. You're our man. You're our leader. You're the one that we can respect. We think of it as a terrible offense, but the Jewish nationalists were aware that they needed this leader to get it done. They, were, they needed a leader that was not afraid to kill. They needed a leader who was going to destroy the Romans and remove them forcefully, and Jesus had disappointed. Jesus was a leader who accepted tax collectors who paid taxes to the enemies. Jesus was a leader who preached love to neighbors who accepted sinners blatantly. Jesus was soft. Kill Jesus. Give us Barabbas. On this Good Friday, do we consider with blind ignorance how the Christian movement sometimes looks more like the chief priests who convince the Christian people that we need a leader with a backbone? Who convince the people that we need a leader who will stand up against the narratives of the day? They say we need a tall, strong, well-spoken leader 
who will tell it the way it is and not hold back. We need a leader who will execute judgment against evil in the world, who will by force fix everyone else and show the world that we are right. When Pilate asked that all cried out together, away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who'd been thrown into prison. Who do you want to lead? Do we look at the ways of the world for success? This Good Friday, does your voice join with the people saying, give us a strong, proven leader who's going to fix this mess? Or do we look to God and say, your ways are not our ways, O God? Teach me a way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my enemies. The Messiah they wanted was not the Messiah they needed. The Messiah they wanted would continue the campaign of death, the propagation of evil, with the hope that they could one day master evil and eradicate it. The Messiah they wanted would continue with a sword and a spear. And today the Messiah we want would take up the same tools that propagate evil. We want a Messiah who's going to fix it all right now, judge it. We want a Messiah who's just going to, dang well, get it right, guys. I can't make this up. I, I don't even know whether to bring it up, but in the States today, Christian articles are comparing a certain arrested man falsely persecuted who can just get stuff done. The Messiah we wanted the Messiah we need has always been Jesus, the one who says, come unto me, all, you are who, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Messiah we need is Jesus who in front of his accusers doesn't even defend himself or even work to discredit the accusers. He doesn't even point out the truth that they are lying. He doesn't even stand on the moral high ground. He just stands silently. The Messiah we need is the Jesus who absorbs the weight of death without shrinking away and allow, the, allow God the Father to work his plan all the way to completion. The, Jesus is the Messiah we need and Barabbas is the Messiah we are tempted to want. So this Good Friday, tonight, in the remainder of our service, let us write our hearts towards Jesus. Let us open our eyes in caution as we see the toxic danger of Barabbas's today. I'm going to finish by reading the rest of the Passion from Luke 23. Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, 
and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save, save yourself and us. But the others rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you're under the same sentence of condemnation? And indeed, justly, for we're receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So it was now the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly, this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea, he was a member of the council, a good and righteous man who had not consented to the decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. And this man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. They took it down, they wrapped it in a linen shroud, and they laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had ever yet been laid. It was a day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb, how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments.